Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and mini skirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Welcome to this episode of the She Podcast. I am so excited for today's guest and conversation. I think this is such a needed conversation. It's so full of wisdom and truth and encouragement. Um, But before I even dive into that, I wanted to make sure that you knew about the announcement I recently shared regarding the new uh, resource that we're going to be rolling out called the Own It Academy. It aligns very nicely with the book, (laughs) Own Your Everyday. Um, But anyways, I have been asked time and time again on book tour, uh, online, via email, over and over, how did you find what you wanted to do with your life? How did you figure out your path? How did you build this creative like dream job? And I just sometimes when I get those messages laugh because I'm like, girlfriend, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. But I took the last year to really press into the Lord, to really take some time away um, from trying to figure it out and actually just lean in and pay attention and create um, a little bit of a plan and look at what are the things that need to grow and what are the things that maybe I need to let go. And I really paid attention to the questions I was being asked the most, the the comments I was getting, the requests that you guys were putting in. And it really led to ultimately after a year of discerning, praying, strategizing, planning, thinking, listening, all of that, um, this, this immense clarity on a need that I think really needs to be filled. I really felt like there was this lacking of a very practical approach to uh, this whole idea of chasing or pursuing your passions and finding your dream job. Um, And a way to actually do that. I wanted to create a framework or a methodology to help people with that, to help you with that. Um, whether you are, you know, an established entrepreneur and you feel like you have 15 arms to your business and you don't even know what focus, what to focus on, or you just don't even know what you want to do career-wise, business-wise, whatever. And so I realized that was such a need. But beyond that, I also realized I felt like there was a need um, in the kind of the clash or the blending of the spiritual, the practical, the relatable all in one. I felt like I saw either there's business coaches and they have to be fully in the secular space or career coaches fully in the secular space and that's it or there's or you like live in the church space and I felt like there was this weird like divide that didn't really need to exist and I couldn't wrap my head around it and I couldn't really figure out if I was supposed to serve in that gap and so I took the last year to really zero in on that and figure that out and um the Lord really just showed me what the what the new thing is. And so we recently uh, revealed that on social media. If you want to go check it out, it's on my Instagram TV. It's on my Facebook page. But I want you to join. There's a program that we are announcing over there as well as of today. So make sure you go check out, check out that video as well. Um, but all that to say, we will be opening that program in October. And in line with this message and this gap that I feel like needs to be served a little bit more, not in like a Bible study or business only way, but in a way that's like, hey, if I believe that I have a purpose and I've been made on purpose for a purpose, what does that look like? And how do I figure that out practically? How do I pay my bills and serve, um, you know, and, and do something I'm passionate about that's meaningful to me. What the heck does that look like? And how do I keep a healthy perspective on that and be strategic about it? And so um, anyways, we talk a lot about that on today's episode. I invited my friend Ruth Simons on, Ruth Chu Simons. She is incredible, such a wise woman of faith, a wise businesswoman, everything in between. And she is just dropping a lot of wisdom. We're talking a lot about this kind of tension of like, how do you combine your faith and your heart and your purpose and your mission and and blend that with the season that you're in, the dreams that you have, leaving a legacy and everything in between. And so I want to tell you a little bit about Ruth in case you've never heard of her and then giddy up because this is a really power packed episode. So Ruth is an artist, a writer, an entrepreneur and a speaker. 
As author of the best-selling book, Grace Laced, and creator of the popular Grace Laced online shop, blog, and Instagram community, she shares scriptural truths daily through her hand-painted artwork and words, and they are beautiful, absolutely beautiful. So we're going to talk about all the things, faith, creative business, career, building a family, balancing all of those things today in this episode. So if you're ready, let's dive in. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Ruth, welcome to the She Podcast, my friend. Oh my goodness. I'm so glad to be here, Jordan. Uh, I'm thrilled to have you. I feel like we've, there's so much that we were talking about on the phone before starting to record that I'm like, can we patch that in? That was so much goodness. I know. (laughs) I know we could talk forever. Yes. Well, I am so inspired by not only your work, but also you and your wisdom. But I think for the listeners, maybe the best place to start is, can you just give us a brief introduction into who you are and how you got started um, with what you're doing now? Sure, sure. My name is Ruth Jo Simons, and I am um, a mom to six boys. I've been married for 21 years to my husband, Troy, and in previous seasons of our lives, we've been in full-time ministry and in education, and now we are currently, um, for the last several years, full-time with my business, gracelaced.com. which began 13 years ago as a blog, um, just a place where I was working out in myself, um, how to find the grace of God in my everyday life, Mm -hmm. just really working out, like, how does this intersect my life? How is this more than just a Sunday morning thing? Mm -hmm. And um, as I worked that out in that particular season of my life, I started working through writing and thinking um, on these topics. And years later, uh, you know, Instagram became a thing. And Mm -hmm. uh, because when I first started off, it was all about blogging. But you know, then Pinterest, then Facebook and Instagram. And I remember, um, I wasn't like super early adopter, Jordan, but early on, you know, when Valencia filter was kind of still like the main, (laughs) oh yeah, the main thing, right? Um, I I still remember it felt like a really special opportunity to just kind of consolidate and condense my thoughts into a small little, just a little blurb about the way I was thinking about that moment. Mm. And um, I was in a new season of life where my youngest um, was off napping, oftentimes sitting on my lap, and I would um, have an opportunity to just start painting again because I really hadn't been um, using any of my skills in art very much mm-hmm. because it was a really busy season of motherhood and ministry and coming alongside my husband in a different season of our marriage. Mm-hmm. And um, I started painting some, and mm-hmm. social media was just this incredible place where I literally just stood up from my desk um, and the table where I was maybe reading a book to the boys and painting at the same time. And I just snapped a photo with my cell phone and that became my first flat lay photos. Mm -hmm. And back then, not a lot of people were doing that. This is like seven, eight years ago. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so from there, um, there was quite the, um, response to purchase those paintings. And those paintings oftentimes were lettering a scripture because I was dwelling on them myself, dwelling mm-hmm. on the word of God and thinking on them. Um, sometimes they were drawings, sometimes they were paintings, but I remember, um, Jordan, I literally had $300 in a bank account. That was kind of like my, when you want to go to the gap and buy some new jeans fund. <laughs> and I mean, this was, this was years ago. And I remember thinking, Oh, I'll just take this $300 and just go figure out, study, figure out and learn online, like how to reproduce your art, get it scanned, turn it into artwork. And um, that was before it really became saturated, mm-hmm. you know, in mainstream markets, online markets, Etsy. Um, and I did. And so I started selling some um, Giclée prints, fine art prints, note cards, um, some simpler digital prints. And that was um, six almost six years ago and grace laced now has become a brand that is known internationally you can find my work in new zealand australia in the um in in wow the british isles <laughs> and in canada and Casual. All over the United States. <laughs> yeah. no it's really amazing, amazing. um both from uh, from us shipping out from our um our studios locally but also through licensing and so the brand just grew mm. but um a couple years ago i had the opportunity to publish my first book grace lace discovering timeless truths through seasons of the heart and never in a million years would i have imagined that the lord would bring everything full circle 
the the decade and a half of quiet, unseen, working behind the scenes, and to put it all um, in a different season now, mm. where it's really public, and I get to run a business with my small but mighty team, mm. uh, Grace Laced, and um, and do some public speaking as well as writing. So mm. super grateful. Love that. And it's so funny. I don't know if I've ever shared any of my story with you, but I resonate with that so much. I feel like it's a very similar thread. And that's why Mm -hmm. I was so excited to talk to you because it kind of started in one vein and you were literally just doing something as an overflow of your heart. Um, Absolutely. I mean, I literally started with hand lettering. That's how my entire journey yeah. started, which is so funny. It's wow. not nearly as beautiful mm-hmm. as yours, but <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But no, you know, it was, I, it was a, it was a effort to just kind of like memorize scripture, memorize notes from yes. biology class, like things that I needed to remember. And, right. um, and, or that I really, you know, that really impacted me. And then it was the exact same thing. I literally was like, Oh, I have this, thing called social media I could probably take a picture and share it and that was as simple as it started and like you said it kind of evolved into you know sharing a lot broader Mm -hmm. and growing into an actual brand and an actual business and then eventually Mm -hmm. books like it's so funny to me because the way that you you know and I'm sure when you started like you said you had no anticipation of how it would evolve into what it has become and lead to Mm -hmm. things like writing and publishing and using your voice in a different way but it's such a testament of how starting small and what God can do with our small you know beginnings and just our courage to go I'm just gonna put this out there and absolutely you know and I think that the key thing that you just said Jordan that I I feel like we're we're soul sisters when you say this is that it started as an overflow of my heart and it mm-hmm. was an overflow of your heart. Your business was soul scripts, right? Am mm-hmm. I getting that right? Yep. And um, I've all, I started because I was preaching the truth back to myself. And so it's a very similar mindset of saying, you know what? The first person that I need, my first audience is myself. Like I need to like, mm-hmm. I need to like literally wrestle with these truths myself and offer it back to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, and I think what we underestimate sometimes is, if you truly are starting something just so that you can succeed, just so that you can be well-known, just so that you can make a lot of money, yeah. that's not a good enough motivation. Yeah. You know, like the motivation has to be that you truly, truly are moved and you're growing and have the fruit of wrestling yeah. with the very content that you're trying to share with the world. Mm, that's such good wisdom and so true. It's like, I think the the why behind what you're doing is what's going to drive it and when it becomes this empty placid kind of thing um I think it loses its Mm -hmm. the ability to really persevere when you don't see growth and I think when you only start with the I want to grow you know mentality yeah it's one thing to say I want to sustain or I want to find a way to make this sustainable but it's another thing to think oh I just need to blow up or I just want to have success and it's like you miss out on the lessons that come before any of that might ever happen when you do that so totally so good. Yep, so true. Yeah. Well, I want to, I want to talk about something I think that is incredibly important. And I think that we're very like-minded on and have a very similar uh, perspective on. And we were chatting about this slightly off air and I thought, wow, this is so good. And what I think we need to bring into this space, just talking about, you know, the, maybe the tension, but also the beauty of what does it look like to combine godliness and creative business? And why is there, mm why do we both feel like there's a lack in this area Mm -hmm. um, where it seems like you have to pick one or the other? Like, okay, you either need to go, like there's this secular sacred divide that at least I've noticed. And I think both want to keep you in their camp in some ways. And when you're kind of like, yeah, I don't really live in, in like one or the other um, and you, and you ride the tension of the middle um, there can be challenges with that, but there's also, I think a really deep and calling and big need in that area. So I would just love to hear your thought on that. And as you've gone through your own somewhat nonlinear journey of building Mm -hmm. this with God, I believe we're co-creators. What is that? What is, what's your perspective on that? And what wisdom do you have to share? Hmm. Thoughts do you have to share on that? Well, I, I love that we're having this conversation and I love that the, the sneak peeks that I get of your heart, I, I'm so grateful, Jordan, that you're speaking into this. Um, you know, I think the thing is we tend to think as believers that good marketing is self-promotion. We think, oh, we're mm. promoting ourselves. So we're, we get really freaked out and think, oh, good business. If you're going to really be a cutthroat business person and really succeed at that, you got to be ruthless about promoting mm. and making much of yourself. And then there's the Holy Spirit. Like if you're going to be a good Christian or if you're going to love the Lord, then it's not going to be about yourself at all. Mm. But really, if you think about it, at the end of the day, we were created to be image bearers. The whole the wholeness of everything that God has promised that would give us satisfaction and life and joy 
really ultimately has everything to do with, with us using everything he's given us mm. to just reflect him. Yeah. So at the end of the day, the best business, the best marketing, the best anything that you could ever do doesn't have to be whether it's about scripture prints mm. or whether it's about um, business coaching. It's not the topic. It's whether or not you are generously turning the attention from it's all about me to whether or not you can say, I'm simply here to be the messenger of a greater thing. The greater thing is we've been made yep. on purpose for a purpose. Like you, you, you exist on this earth mm-hmm. so that you can fulfill the purpose of being an image bearer, mm-hmm. bringing glory to God. And that doesn't happen only in the church space. Yeah. It doesn't happen only in the spiritual space. It happens in the medical field, in the business world. It happens in creative dancing, music, mm-hmm. art, whatever it is, we can reflect his glory. And so I think for me, it's it's waking up every day and remembering that um, I'm a steward yeah. of what I've been given. I'm not, I'm not fundamentally the creator. I could feel like I have so much control. I could feel like I have so much room to like create and, um, and send something out into the world and be the one who originates it. But really every single thing I have to say or present or produce or give to anybody else is really given to me to steward well. And so the best marketing ever, and I know you've said this, I'm sure a million times, is ultimately the more generous you are, the more the more you are giving something back to the world, mm-hmm. the more things will grow. And yeah. so it's it's really um, it's really freeing as a believer to realize like it's never been about us. Mm-hmm. It's really not. And and so you can be free to to proclaim all that you've been given to steward. Yeah, I love that you use the word steward because I think this is um, that's not only a uh, timeless skill and something that I think we need to embrace. But I think, like you said, it creates this freedom of, mm-hmm. wait a second, this isn't like, I think we have this mindset that if, if my name's on anything or I show up in a photo or, mm-hmm. um, you know, my brand, it's my brand. Like I have a lot of women reach out and say like, I want to build a personal brand, but that feels selfish. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, God gave you a name and an identity, didn't he? You know, I kind of am like, mm-hmm. well, how are you stewarding that? And if that's the path in which you are called to steward it through your photography business or your book business or your mm-hmm. speaking business or mm-hmm. through your career and your personal brand as a nurse or whatever it is or a lawyer, you know, it's like that's a stewardship thing. And I think so long as our hearts aligned with, you know, what God's asking us to do, it's really he's already given us the skills, the abilities, the tools, even the ideas. Like, I don't think we even come up with our own ideas personally. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so I think it's actually a disservice to the kingdom to limit ourselves and think, oh, it only is godly if it's in this, you know, quote unquote, Christian right. godly spiritual space. And that's a lie I think we can get so tangled up in. Absolutely. And when we believe that it ultimately belongs to him and that in this short amount of time, and I'm not trying to be weird or morbid about it, but life is short. Mm -hmm. It's super short. We've got somebody in our family going um, through a heart transplant right now. Like life is but a breath, Jordan. And Mm -hmm. so when I think about it and I go in this blip of a moment that I'm here on this earth and God's given me breath, the fact that I woke up today and I can... I have breath means that I get to steward it today. Yeah. And so with the more you know that it's his anyway, then it frees you up because here's the other thing that frees you up is that if he calls you to lay it down for a season mm-hmm. or he changes the course or it looks different than you expected it to look at a certain time, then you stop, you know, hitting your head on the wall and thinking I failed or self-condemnation or yeah. comparing or freaking out about how it turned out. You can say, hey, I'm just doing as I'm as I'm called to do one step at a time, mm-hmm. I'm following my leader rather than trying to orchestrate the perfect life for yourself. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I, that's so good. And I think in, in that same vein, I'm curious, um, would you say, and this is something that I've been wrestling with and thinking about a lot. And so it's, an, it's a, I'm just curious what your thought is based off of your story. I feel like I relate to it in some ways um, in that not only just the similar path, but also, you know, there was a season where my business also then really grew into having a ministry arm of it, a more specific Mm -hmm. ministry arm of it, which Mm -hmm. I loved. But I, once I took some time to really just lean into the Lord and be like, Hey, what are we growing here? And where are you calling me? I really felt like I was called kind of away from that piece and to really use my gifts to steward my business skills and my career building kind of that. I was like, when I was really looking at my life, I was like, what women are coming to me for in my real life, in my personal life is always, Jay, I'm trying to decide if I should switch jobs. I can't figure out what I want to do. Jay, how did you figure out your passions? How did you figure out your path? Like, what should I do? Here's all my ideas. And I was like, God, should I be paying closer attention to this? 
And I remember really struggling with that because as this kind of ministry arm of what I had built started to grow, I thought, am I being unfaithful for laying that down? Am I being somehow um, disobedient? Is that, you know, and I really struggled with that. And so I'm curious if you think based off of the fact that you were in ministry for a while, more more formal ministry for a while Uh or for a season, do you believe God calls us into and out of that type of ministry and season? Um, And do you think that, you know, just, I'm curious what your thought Uh is on that whole, I think, struggle, because I have had so many women reach out with similar struggles. Like I was in worship ministry and now I want to start my hair salon, whatever. So can you just speak into that a little? Yeah, my, my husband was a pastor, a church planter, and a headmaster of a Christian school professionally, visibly. And when we walked away from that whole thing, that decade and a half, and went full-time online, um, it was astounding how much in my heart I had to do the shift where I went, mm-hmm. is it really all that different? I mean, yeah. I know we're still involved locally, we're st- but just because you don't have a title or a certain mm-hmm. role or the actual material is not... Um, just preaching through a book of the Bible doesn't mean that my identity in Christ and my role as an ambassador for Christ mm-hmm. has changed. No, right. it doesn't. And so at the end of the day, um, the the thing that I find fascinating is, you know, I'm in my mid forties right now and um, I'm realizing that everything I'm doing publicly right now is the same exact thing ultimately as I was doing um about 20 years ago when nobody knew I had any art skills, mm-hmm. any um, writing skills, when I felt like I spent my days doing a lot of things that felt a little bit like crazy mothery mm-hmm. wipe jelly off the floor kind of <laughs> moments. And and I say that to n- not to say that it's really the same. No, it, I have more bandwidth to write a book mm-hmm. now. Like there's, it's different. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is the heart and the content is the same because God is first and foremost, not that impressed with the title mm-hmm. that's behind your name, the the plaque that your name is on, what you do for him. He's not really all that impressed by that. He's impressed with not even he, he what he wants ultimately is your heart. Yeah. And so you can give him your heart, whether you are serving in Kenya um, as a full-time minister, min, uh, missionary, or if you are putting in 12-hour rounds at the hospital, or if you are currently in a season at home where you're reading a lot of bedtime stories mm-hmm. to your littles, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And you're teaching that little one to not throw a fit every single time he doesn't get a cookie. I mean, mm-hmm. those three things seem like completely different things, but that heart that I had to be on the mission field 20 years ago, I'm realizing now that the mission field is at my kitchen table. Mm-hmm. The mission field is through the the platform that the Lord's given me to speak out. And so I just have to steward what he has given and not look at what it is that I'm not called to right now, hmm. you know, and that may change. Jordan, there may be another season in your life where suddenly you're like, I've been studying and I have been given an opportunity. And this is the season that I'm going to go back to writing Bible studies and mm-hmm. I'm going to teach God's word. That's not going to change. If you are a child of God, you are always yeah. going to love the word of God and share the message of Christ but in this season, he may call you to be an ambassador in a way and in a space that doesn't feel like church mm-hmm. space. Thank you to Lola for sponsoring this episode. Lola is a female-founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, liners, and all-natural cleansing wipes. The founders had a simple and seemingly obvious idea. Women shouldn't have to compromise when it comes to feminine care products. They asked themselves, If we care about the ingredients in the food we eat and the beauty products we use, why shouldn't the same be true of our feminine care products? And to that I say, amen. Unlike other major brands, Lola products are 100% natural and easy to feel good about. No mystery fibers and no doubts about what's going in your body. Plus, Lola products come in a simple, customizable subscription. Lola will deliver exactly what you need, exactly when you need it. Did you know the FDA doesn't require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients in their feminine care products, so most of them don't? Lola offers complete transparency about the ingredients found in their tampons, pads, liners, and wipes. Most major brands use a mix of synthetic ingredients in their products, including rayon and polyester. Their feminine care products may also be treated with harsh chemical cleansing agents, fragrances, and dyes. Lola products are 100% organic with no added chemicals, fragrances, synthetics, or dyes. Plus, you do good with your purchase. For every purchase, Lola donates feminine care products to homeless shelters across the United States. 
I am a big fan of Lola, and I'm personally so glad that I made the switch to organic cotton feminine care products. It can make such a difference. If you want to make the switch or if you want to give Lola a try, you can get 40% off your first month's subscription by visiting mylola.com and entering the code SHE when you subscribe. Again, that's mylola.com and enter the code SHE when you subscribe to get 40% off your first month. I 100% agree and it was a year long of wrestling that got me to that place of like wait like what you just said I'm like I should have called you last year um (laughs) but I think you know but I think a lot of women and I think a lot of us can feel that tension a little bit Mm -hmm. and I love that you shared it in that way and I think one thing I want to touch on too that you mentioned is this this concept of seasons and this concept of you know I really believe and what I have learned through my own journey and just experience that's been somewhat public in some ways as well is that life really does come in seasons and understanding Mm -hmm. that you know when you choose to to faithfully steward what you've been given that Mm -hmm. carries and transcends seasons and so I would love if you can just share a little bit of you know I want to talk just from a a perspective of family um, family Mm -hmm. building I have a lot of women on this (laughs) on in this community really um, that are in either a similar season to me where they've been married a few years are kind of going into that family building season of their life Mm -hmm. or they're just getting married or they're you know mamas to littles um, and in those early development seasons of building a family Mm -hmm. or trying to find you know maybe their partner or what their kind of family life will look like and so there's a lot of that happening in this community and I'm curious like I think there's this this um this dance I think that has to be done between how do we make these how do these things work together how do I steward um you know the calling of my life or the career path that I really want to pursue but also be present and and available in the season that I'm in family wise like I just want to talk a little bit about balance, I think, in that regard and any wisdom you have from a motherhood perspective and just a family building perspective as we're also building careers and building, you know, dreams and doing the things God's put on our heart to do. Absolutely. Well, I would imagine that um, the woman that's listening in right now is probably listening in because she's kind of got the same drive that you and I have and she's got a lot of dreams and she's maybe has a lot of hustle and a lot of skills. And I'll just say what I wish that somebody would have said to me, I wish I had an older sister when I was in my twenties who would come alongside me and say this. And I'm just going to say it for your whole community now, just that I think motherhood and building a family is not that thing that you conquer and you have a five year plan and you, you, do it. You check the list off and it's done. Um, and it's kind of rolling and growing by itself. Like it's, it's, it's a, <laughs> I think the reason why I'm so obsessed with this word becoming right now is that I've been on this long journey of realizing, um, anything worth doing takes a lot of mini steps and it's just mini as an M I N I that there are tiny little ever our everyday moments add up to a lifetime. Our culture, our family culture five years from now will be directed by one choice of putting your cell phone away at mm-hmm. a time, right? Like it's, it's a building of those things. And so it's not just, you take one course and say, how do I juggle family and career? Right. And therefore I've got it. No, it's that you have to kind of surrender daily to the realization that these are people, your family members, your spouse, your kids, each person that God's brought into your life, your community that you sh- share life with. This is not a project. It is not a um, this this big endeavor that you're starting and that you can just conquer and nail it. And for so many women, I think for me as a young woman, I went back and forth between feeling like I'm nailing it. I'm getting this down mm-hmm. to hang my head like, I stink at this. Mm -hmm. I'm so bad at this. Mm -hmm. And what I'm saying is um, in Christ, we, there's no condemnation because grace is ultimately the basis of all things. We are not set up to be the most amazing mom, the most Mm -hmm. amazing businesswoman, like those things in, in, in ourselves. That's not like, um, even with all our giftings and all our natural getting some of us probably naturally are more domestic than others or whatever, but nobody, nobody is naturally gifted to die to self, to be patient day after day, to do the work that, um, of, of matching socks, right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, and, and putting away laundry and, and dealing with the, the ins and outs of, um, 
what's required in serving others, whether that be your spouse or your kids or your aging parent, whoever it is that God's put in your life. And in my season right now, it's six kids. It's one that's 17 going to college and one that's six. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's, it's a daily dance. And mm-hmm. it's one where I have to every day say, okay, you cannot do everything and you're not called to do everything. Mm-hmm. I cannot say that I am growing this thing as a family. We've decided to grow this business together. I'm not going to be able to do that and go to every social function, mm-hmm. watch every TV show, participate in every kind of extracurricular activity that I dream up. Right. Mm-hmm. And my kids are not, we're going to pick and choose what we want to prioritize and focus on as a family. And that means we, we go deep, not wide. And I think that that sometimes is a sacrifice that we don't realize that we have to make, that we don't get to have everything all in one season. And that's okay. I just wrote about that the other day thinking, you know, the number one thing that I wish I could have told my younger self is um, just because the Lord isn't giving that to you right now doesn't mean that you're not going to experience it later. It just means you can't have everything all at the same time in the same season, you know? Mm-hmm. 100%. One thing that um, I, I love everything you just shared. I love a deep, not wide. Um, one thing a friend re- recently spoke kind of to me and shared with me was the importance of depth over breadth. And um, I think a lot of us can be really focusing on breadth. <laughs> the the wideness totally. is the kind of the, the focus, I think, of how much can I take on. And in this big decision process that I've recently gone through, in finding what lane am I running in and going to do really, really well and go really deep on and really steward um, and taking, you know, plenty of time to think through that. One question that constantly came to my heart is what do I need to grow and what do I need to let go? And I think that's a really healthy question to ask in every season of life, whether that's, you know, okay, I need to grow these kids into decent human beings. So maybe I need to let (laughs) go one of these commitments that I have and really just go deep in this area of my career or in this area of my family. And I think that applies both within family and balancing family with work and also just within work and also just within family. Like, okay, we might need to let go of soccer practice on Tuesdays or whatever the thing is. That's not an, a total essential to the depth of what you're trying to grow. And Putting those things together, I think, is a really healthy and wise way to look at life and decisions because it could be really easy to say, you know what? No, like in my own example, I could have said, you know what? No, I'm going to keep this brand running and I'm going to build this second one and I have things both steward and both. I'm going to hold 15 ships afloat. And I was really tempted to do that. And I think we as women can be very tempted to do that. Okay, no, I'm going to grow this. I'm going to crush that. And I'm going to, I can have it all. And I think that's a big fat lie. (laughs) Totally. And Jordan, the thing is, let's be really honest with ourselves. I think a lot of what drives that sometimes is still the fear of missing out it's that we want to cast the net so wide that we want to make sure that we don't miss anybody Mm -hmm. that we don't disappoint anybody Mm -hmm. right nobody's disappointed we're not missing anybody we're not going to miss out on any blessing Mm -hmm. and so again i still boil down to the fact that our very best work will come out of the overflow of a heart that's filled up in Christ. Mm -hmm. And I still come back to the fact that the more you know your identity in Christ, the more you're freed up Mm. in so many ways to to run harder and faster for him. Mm. Because the reality is, if you've got that right, if you've got your theology and your like sound understanding of who God is and who you are in him, if you've got that down, then you don't need to worry that you're not casting the biggest net possible, that you're in every space, that you've made every friend, that everybody likes you. You don't have to worry about that anymore because your audience of one is setting the, the pace and setting the tone for what you are called to and what you're not called to. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is the freedom that we have to have because some seasons, and for me, it was a good 15 years um, where I did not get to flex my super strong business Mm -hmm. muscles and say, okay, I've got this going, but I'm going to use it in other ways. And I still practice and I still worked it out in small ways, but I faithfully went after it in small ways until the Lord gave me the right time Mm -hmm. to, um, to grow it. So good. It's like there's seasons to, I think, hustle or seasons to build a dream and there's seasons to to sit and think and steward and and so like there's the sow season and the reap season yep, absolutely and um you know I think in our culture that's oh I mean and this is the thing I I think one of my biggest passions is helping women discover their dream and mm-hmm. take the steps mm-hmm. to see it succeed 
but I always wanted to come at it from a healthy perspective of like, that's not to say you need to make $4 million this year and make it huge. Your your dream and the way that you're going to steward it is maybe like you said, just practicing in the season and letting the season be a prep preparation season and having a very healthy mindset toward that. Because I think very quickly we can begin to get sucked into this messaging of like, crush your goals. Don't stop till you get to the top. And yes, let's make sure we set goals. Let's make sure that we're being intentional to steward those things and see them through. But if that's the end game that we're working toward, Mm -hmm. it's like, Mm -hmm. I think we can put ourselves into a season of hustle when we're not even meant to be in a season of hustle. And as an achiever, I struggle with that a lot. Exactly. Or the flip side that people who've already achieved the goals can say, well, just rest and stop Mm -hmm. striving so hard. And my I think I want to be the messenger that says, um, keep putting one foot in front of the other, but realize that growing is slow and that small, small matters Mm -hmm. and that your everyday faithfulness actually builds into a lifetime that's shaped and formed um, into the person that you want to become, that it's not going to happen overnight. And I I think that whether it's about mother um, training up these kids or creating the home environment and the family culture that you long for, or the, the team dynamic that I want to see in my business and my staff, whatever it is, those are all things that you don't just legislate. I don't just come in at breakfast and say, we are going to be a kind group of people. We are going (laughs) to be a family that loves each other. And no, it is going to be because today I choose I choose to be obedient right where I am, choose the next words out of my mouth, what to say and what not to say. It means that halfway through the day when I can't see Jesus and I'm seeing my circumstances, I turn my gaze, fix my eyes on him again, repeat the gospel back to myself. It's that that daily tiny little adjustments that will actually one day form us into the person that we want to be in Jesus, in Christ, Mm -hmm. because he's doing the work and we're just we're just making the adjustments day by day as he leaves. Yeah. I love that you use the word adjustments too, because I think sometimes we think we have to create a massive transformation in ourselves. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> it's like, like, I think there's a lot of this messaging that's like, you can change your own life. And I think there's, oh, I think right. there's some truth in that, in that there are definitely action steps. Like this is where I struggle. And I think this comes back to even the beginning of our conversation where there's this like mm-hmm. divide or these extremes, like either you're in the business or in the entertainment space and <laughs> therefore that's where you're at in mainstream or you're in the church space. Right. But I think in the same mm-hmm. way, I think we can have this viewpoint of like, like, God's going to do everything. I I will just sit here and wait for this change to happen on a silver platter. <laughs> and then we, you know, are unhealthy and we're out of shape and we're not taking care of our lives. And we're not pursuing anything. And then on the flip side, I think we can take this mindset of like, everything depends on me. I have to crush it. I have to go after it. I have to change my own life. And I think there's this, this dance of... Um, a balance between it takes two to tango. And if we are co-creators with God, if we believe that in just what we are doing in our careers and in our lives, then I think that also applies with how we are becoming the women we are made to be. And what does that look like? I think it's one of those things where you have to get up off your butt, you know, like you have to take action. There is an element of, you know, involvement required from you and adjusting and the the discipline to even recognize and take action on that. But it needs to be countered with this, this or balanced with this grace that we're talking about of right but at the end of the day it's not really me doing the full transformation I can take the action to actually see that through and to mm-hmm. allow that to actually occur but to believe that I am the changer of all circumstances and things in my life mm-hmm. it actually like robs God of I think the power he has to make even right. bigger moves in our life that we can right. be holding him back from making if we're getting in the way you know well and I think we think about it biblically if we even look at all the um all the letters from the apostle John, ultimately this idea of abiding, abiding is Mm -hmm. the, I'm going to like lean in and I'm going to know you cling to you and cling to the vine. Absolutely. But what does it tell us? Ultimately you cannot keep abiding. No one who keeps abiding is going to keep on sinning. So meaning there is an action that happens. Like the more you abide, the more you're going to be so filled up in Christ that the natural overflow is that you will have an action that runs the other direction from sinning. So the point is, yeah, we can say all day long, I want to see myself um, become somebody with um, that, that doesn't fly off the handle. I want to have a control on my tongue. I want to have a good attitude. I want to be patient and I want to um, not be lazy. Let's say those are some goals. Well, those are wonderful things and they might even be spiritually like obedient things to do, but just choosing to just do that so that you can control your own transformation, you're not going to have any steam. You'll run out of steam and you will burn out and just hang your head and be like, I'm a failure. Yeah. Instead, if all those things are in response Jordan, when we, and think about it biblically, 
if our holiness and our striving and our fruitfulness is in response to what he's already done, we can keep on running. That's, mm-hmm. that's why we have to abide and cling to the vine. So the ultimately, you and I are not called to make a decision between, am I you know, supposed to run hard and strive? Or am I supposed to sit back and just let God? No, at the end of the day, we sit back and realize that God is more powerful, more sovereign, more capable than we ever could even imagine. Mm -hmm. And because he's so good, because we have a high view of him and what he's done through Christ, we can respond and say, and therefore you deserve all my praise. You deserve my waking up today and not being lazy. You deserve me coming and bringing everything I've got, the fullness of everything you've gifted me with to serve you well. So that's action. That's action. And that's bringing holiness and obedience to him but as a response and not as a way to manipulate the results we want. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> right there. Well, we should just make that a tweet right there. Um, mm. So true. And I think it's so easy to forget that. And I love that you put it that way because it really puts it in the right perspective. It helps us understand in what context am I taking action so that right. I'm not, right. you know, inactive or stagnant, but also not doing it from a place of pressure. To pr- it's really from a purposeful place. It's from a response to yes. a place rather yes. than from a place of I have something to prove here. I have to prove that I've changed everything it's like no really like the true transformation comes internally and I think we can yep. be really good at focusing on the external transformation but taking the time for that mm-hmm. inner transformation and that and something that's kind of unseen uh yeah. I think is where the power that actually creates this more external lasting change not just like oh cool you lost 10 pounds yep. more like you yep. lost 10 pounds of baggage what happened you know there's right. such a difference when we can see Isn't, that yeah. happen in someone's life. Action that's motivated out of love and joy and inspiration mm-hmm. and thankfulness yeah. that you'll see results from um, when action is rooted in that so much more than any action that is rooted in fear, right? Mm-hmm. Any kind of, anytime we're just like fearing, we're like proving ourselves, we're worried that God's not going to love us. That kind of obedience and that kind of striving will always leave us empty and unfruitful. Yeah. But the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, when we're looking at all that fruit, that we were, we were, t- were told repeatedly that fruit comes from abiding. That fruit comes from really a response of from um, a response to his love for us first. Hmm. So good. So, so good. You know, I would love if kind of on this topic of just abiding and also, you know, utilizing our creative gifts and not in like a, you know, shameful or like playing small kind of way, but really in a courageous uh-huh. way. Um, you know, you are, you've now written um, a book and now you have another one that's coming out. Can you just speak to not only that process, but also tell us a little bit about the book, but um, what is the courage to put something like that and create a product and create something that is really probably very full of your heart on a page um, mm-hmm. and also mm-hmm. turn that into something that is adding value to people's lives and something that you feel confident, you know, sharing and offering and selling. Cause I think this is another thing when we are creating out of an overflow of our heart, I think there's this uh-huh. fear of like, okay, I'm taking action. I'm making change. I'm offering value. But again, it comes back to this fear of, you know, marketing yourself or right, um, that right. kind of feeling. But as someone who's launched and released books myself, I know that this is okay. such an art. And so I'm just curious, A, let's like, I want to hear about the book and then B, um, What's you, what lessons have you learned in creating resources and value and products that bless people's lives? And how has that um, kind of influenced the way that you create, the way that you put things into the world, if there is any? Yeah, yeah. Thank you for asking. Yeah, so my, my new book that's coming out is called Beholding and Becoming the Art of Everyday Worship. And, mm-hmm. you know, it really is a love letter um, to express and invite the reader into the way God pursues us and is transforming us in our everyday lives. So mm-hmm. I go through, it's it's set up somewhat in a, in a devotional manner, but it goes deeper than a five-minute devotional. But it's also extravagantly uh, filled with artwork because my goal is to turn your attention um, to things that maybe you overlook in the everyday, little um aspects of God's creation that I'm simply just putting on a page for you to see and to marvel at. Mm -hmm. And so I really believe that we don't have to choose between beauty and truth. Mm -hmm. I don't think we need to choose between what is true and solid and good doctrine and good thinking about who God is. We don't have to choose between that and all this beauty and experience that both things can happen in one. And so, um, that, 
the book was written out of my desire to make sure that I don't just know who God is and what he says about me, but that I'm applying it in my everyday life. Because most of us, and I would imagine that the listener, there's a woman out there listening today too, who could spell off the gospel perfectly, Mm -hmm. could say all the things she knows and believes. But when it comes to cleaning out her fridge, speaking nicely to her kids, Mm -hmm. dealing with family drama, or when things go really, really unfairly in her life and it feels like there's been injustice and it doesn't feel quite right, Mm -hmm. um, a circumstance, all of a sudden those things hit and it's like, wait, how does the gospel apply? Like, where's Jesus in this? And so I simply brought um, into one volume a visual experience as well as an experience that you can read um, almost like in a daily meditative way. There's 32 pieces of writing for you to wrestle with that I take you back and forth between how to behold God in these different circumstances in your life and then how to make those minor adjustments in your thinking and become um, who God formed you originally to be as an image bearer. Mm-hmm. And so the journey is a becoming journey. My desire is that to take you from um, being stuck in the way you see things and, ha- um, and having an unstuck lens mm-hmm. by the end of the book. And so I think for me, it's that um, I still have to wrestle every day with unsticking my view right so like every day throughout the day I have to stop and say okay I've got to live out the very words that I've been speaking in this book and readjust my lens reset my focus on who God is and why he's in the midst of this particular moment this particular circumstance in the unglamorous parts of my life and so to your question about you know how how is it to put that out in the world I would just say you know it's hard to um, it's hard to do soul work. Yeah. I would say it's easier in this world we live in just to give quick formulas. It's so much easier just to say, simply say, you will succeed if you just do these three things. Mm-hmm. But you and I are not in the business of giving easy answers. Mm-hmm. We're in the business of saying, hey, um, the reality is we're shaping and becoming as human beings, as people that God is pursuing, actively pursuing. That means the journey is long. The journey may be hard and I don't have the right answers for you to um, go from zero to a hundred and nothing flat perfectly. In fact, this is between you and the Lord and I can just direct you and show you what is true and what is not true. And so then um, I, I would say the hardest part about putting out, work like this is it it's a labor of love on my end I feel like I did two books in one I wrote a whole book and then I painted a whole book you know but but at the same time I feel like um and I think that you probably have this conversation yourself Jordan I, I know this about you um I care about leaving a legacy I don't really want to be popular for a day I want to I want to make an impact on my generation and so when I think about my book here I think does it serve people well forever like will it be is it just something that will soothe an appetite right now or is it really proclaiming truth that is timeless Mm -hmm. and so my prayer is ultimately that um, each one of us would press into a calling that is more timeless one that if we were gone tomorrow Mm -hmm. would outlast us and um, and that's my desire for beholding and becoming I love it. I love it. It reminds me of thinking from the mindset of, and this is something I've been really just discerning and thinking on when creating anything is Mm -hmm. the difference between chasing dreams and leaving legacies. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think we can leave legacy through the dreams that we chase. I think we have dreams for a reason, but having that as a deeper end goal than just cool. I achieved my dream onto the next thing, you know, um, it's like, well, what's the point of of achieving that dream? If there's no like ongoing legacy that comes from it or longer term transformation or um, impacts that we make through it. So I always try to keep that perspective and it's like, when I'm creating this, what's the legacy that it's going to leave? Is it going like, how is it going to add value? How is it going to bring kingdom mindedness or just, um, principles that are, you know, timeless and needed and wholesome and good and true and, um, and long lasting. So I love that you shared that. I think that's such a really healthy perspective. And I think that's something that I really want to encourage listeners with, with, you know, or 
just in the context of career and building a family, building dreams, building careers, building mm-hmm. businesses, writing books, whatever it is, you know, what's the legacy this piece of creation is leaving, whether that's I am investing in this dream of, of building this family so that this family becomes a legacy in our community or mm-hmm. so that this child then, grows up to leave yeah. legacies, or I am investing in this book or I'm investing in this project, whatever mm-hmm. the thing is, ultimately, not only because it's a dream in my heart to see it you know, flourish, but so that it flourishes so that there's a legacy that's left. And I think that's where the real change comes and where, where there's long lasting success, even if it's not flashy and fast. Absolutely. Hmm. Yep. I I totally agree. Ruth, thank you so much for sharing so much wisdom and just discussing, I think, this very important topic in this very needed um, space and conversation. Mm. I think it's, it's tough to find those who, um, kind of have this balance and this really um, approach that is so full of freedom and grace. And I love Mm -hmm. that you just have that both in the spheres of work and the spheres of, you know, creating a family and how godliness just really infiltrates all of that and how we, how we operate. And I think it's so needed to talk about. So we're so grateful for you and your voice and your work and your talent and your skills. Where can the listeners follow along with your journey, find your book, consume everything that you have and fill their pa- their house with your paintings because I have one and I'm like, I need more. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Yeah. I Instagram over at Ruth Joe, that's C H O U Simons S I M O N S. Um, and my business page is at grace laced and you can find my work and my shop at gracelaced.com and my speaking schedule and everything about the book and, um, the webinars I'm doing as pre-order bonuses. Um, all that can be found at ruthjoesimons.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on Ruth. It's been such a joy to chat with you. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me, man. Wasn't that episode so power packed with truth and wisdom and encouragement and even like a little bit of conviction. (laughs) Ruth is so wise and I love her approach to this whole thing that I think can be a little bit challenging to navigate. That said, her book is currently available for pre-order. It comes out next week. So if you want to grab it, if you are listening to this in real time, um, you can get it on Amazon and you can, or anywhere books are sold, you can order it from. And when you do, if you pre-order, you can go to her website and I'm going to link where you can get access to this in the show notes, but she has live webinars that she's doing on, on, um, and having really teaching and educating on things like motherhood, creative business, and more. So a lot of the topics you heard in this episode, she's actually doing live trainings on if you pre-order her book. So if any of this touched you or was interesting to you, or was something that you really felt like you connected with and wanted to dive deeper on and learn some of those practicals and tangibles, go get her book go click the link in the show notes to get access to that webinar to those webinars whichever interests you the most and learn more from Ruth because she's a genius she's so wise and I look up to her so much and I'm sure you will too so so that brings us to the end of this episode thank you so much for tuning in and hey if you have not grabbed your copy of own your everyday it is currently on sale on Amazon so while you're pre-ordering Ruth's book Be sure that you grab your copy of that as well. And then you'll have two great books to read. I'm not biased at all. It's fine. (laughs) I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content, and it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less.